What are other Minnesota Wild podcasts throughout the state of hockey saying about your favorite NHL team? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day, and just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we continue with the reoccurring Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show getting a little bit of a look at what is going on around the Minnesota Wild podcast landscape with clips from such shows as Locked on Wild, the Soda Pod, the Minnesota Sports Chat, Judd's Buds, MNCAA, and Brave the Wild. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through ups and downs, and uh, happy to be part of the collaboration that the guys at the Soda Pod are putting together. And so without further ado, let's hand it over to Isha, Jerome, and State of Hoppy for Episode 3 of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Minnesota Sports Collaboration Podcast Show, where we highlight all of our Minnesota content creators, shows, and friends here on the program. Poppy, how's it going? It's going great, man. Excited to come together with all of our friends. You've heard them on our show, or if you're listening on their show, maybe you've heard us jump in with them. But uh, every week, we're going to have little teasers and snippets from everybody's shows in one spot on all of our feeds so that you can get a little taste. And hey, if you haven't listened to one, go check them out. Throw everyone a quick little subscribe and let's make everyone happy. Who's up? Judd's Buds. Mutant, Spitter, Sicko, Z. We don't care what you call them. To us, Spokes Z just means elite prospect coverage. Here's a preview of the brilliant ramblings you can hear on Judd's Buds. So I actually went on a long thread in re- in response to someone. I tweeted a video of Pavel Novak, and I actually and someone said, "Hey, why do you think at Scott Wheeler's so low on him? Because I think he hasn't been 16." Uh, and I didn't even look; I just assumed he was talking about Hunt. I know he's a, he's not the biggest Hunt fan in the world, and I think it makes sense. Um, so I went on a long thread. Bottom line with Damon Hunt relies on he's so much more athletic than everybody. He's stronger. Um, he's meaner. Uh, and he gets away with all of that in junior hockey. Uh, and on top of that, he's got the offense. He can skate. My thing is, I think he has the physical tools, um, and I think he's smart enough um, to make himself more of a pro, not complete running gun, psychotic, wild card player. Uh I think I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Like I'm, I'm ready for him to be done in the WHL. I don't think it's doing anything for him. Um, you know, he played a couple of games in Iowa last season. Looks great. Uh, 
he's going to have to figure out a way to be tame. Um, but right now he doesn't really have to do that in WHL and it's incredibly effective. He's leading the WHL in defensive scoring. Um, uh, again, he just does whatever he wants and it works and him and Matejchuk are incredible. So it's fine. But when he goes to play pro hockey, he's not going to be able to do any of that really. Um, but he has the physical tools and the ability to figure it out. And I think he will. So that's where I think him Wheeler and I really um, diverge on Damon Hunt. Um, but I do think that's a very, I think that's a good way of putting it. He's an excellent junior hockey defenseman. So maybe it's more of a question mark and he's doubting it a little bit more than I am. Um, but again, I think you look at a kid with that, the physical tool set, the ability, um, you know, and, and just his attitude and the way he approaches every game, I think he ends up making it. And I think he ends up being an effective player, but he also could like, if he's going to be on a third pair for his NHL career, is he going to be able to figure it out? Who knows? Um, you know, if you're gonna have to be like a Rhino work, he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. Like he's gonna no matter where you put him in the lineup, um, you know it's not like a boomer bust situation. Damon Hunt's gonna have to figure out how to be. You know there are be games where you're only playing defense, right? Can you be a reliable guy that only gets 12 minutes? We'll see. Um, but I mean, I do think Damon Hunt's right now. I have him as their second best, closest to being. I don't count Addison as a prospect anymore. I really don't. Um, but I have Hunt and O'Rourke as the two guys that are closest to being NHL ready. Um, but there are question marks for Hunt. And it's a, it, if you're going to take the negative approach, it's that he's a boomer bust. Either he's going to be really good or he's not going to make it. So I think that's where his doubts come in on Hunt. i got to speed through this now because we're already at an hour. I'm, just, I'm a moron. Um, Dewar, I don't know why he's even considered a prospect. But okay, he has Hoban on 14. Um, I think that probably makes sense, uh, you know. We'll see if he ever figures it out. He's got Philip Johansson at 15, ahead of like Novak, Marshall Warren, first off, Nestoranko, and Bank here. Um, interesting. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it over here. I don't think he's coming over. I think let's take that second round pick and run with it. Um, but I said it last week. He's got all the tools. It's whether or not he can put it all together without losing the other one. Right. I think I just said it. He's. Uh, you know, he's got all the tools, but he doesn't have a toolbox to put him in. That's how I think of Philip Johansson. He's being really this is he's really good though this season, which is good to see. So who you never know. Um, but I, I think it, I would be shocked if he ended up actually coming over here. Uh, they didn't take that second round pick. Uh Novak is 16. I I'm a, I know that the wheeler really doesn't like the skating. Um and I've been tweeting that I think Novak does make it. Uh he's scoring in a lot of different ways. He's um you know, the skating thing, it's not necessarily as bad as – I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. I don't think it's something that's going to keep him out of the NHL. Like right now he's playing with, you know, Colton Doc, who went higher than he did in the draft, whatever, a year or two later. Um, but he's outproducing him by like, what, like 20 points? <laughs> he's just – he's outproducing a lot of people that went way higher than he did in the draft. Um, and he's doing it in different ways, scoring from net front. He's – He's got that bomb of power play. He can. He's got a couple shootout goals. He's got a couple uh, uh, penalty shot goals. Like he's just. He's dangerous. You can't. He's right now. He's a player you can't lose track of. Or he's gonna make you pay. Um, he's really grown. Um, the defensive thing. It's bad. It's really bad. He refuses to move his feet. It's fascinating to watch. He loves just gliding around the defensive zone. Um, for me, I'd give him a couple more years. Someone, I think someone asked me if Pavel Novak ends up in the AHL next season. If he wants to play in junior hockey again, I'd let him play in junior hockey again. There's no really, there's no real need for him to be in Iowa. Um, 
you know, if you can give them an extra year of development in the CHL uh, and then bring them up again, I think that's totally fine. Um, you know, I think you can rush guys to the AHL and I think it can hurt them. Uh, maybe that's the case for him. I would like to see him get a little bit better defensively because Tim Army is going to rip him to shreds if he goes to AHL and tries to defend like that the way he is. Because, um, you know, he, it's fascinating. He just doesn't move his feet. Um I think he moves right to left really well. I think the speed's fine. It's very weird. Again, it's like choppy. It's not fluid, but like, um, you know, he can get from point A to point B. You know, he's not like 10 yards behind you. Um, and he's been really good on the forecheck this season. So, you know, there's ability there to, to defend somehow. And he, he's actually really good with a stick. Um, but it just in the defensive zone, it goes away. I don't know if it's like it's just he's not interested in it um, or he just never has ever been challenged to play defense, but he has to if he's going to make it in the NHL um, because especially in this pool, like he's probably not going to end up in that top six. You know, you look at the guys that they have and the other prospects that they have, like it's going to be he's going to have to figure out a way to be a middle six guy. Um, so we'll see. But again, the other thing too that separates him is that the ability to win faceoffs. Uh, you know, he's playing center, he's playing wing whenever they really need him, and he's just producing the same clip. So there you go. Uh, Marshall Warren, 17, feels low for me. Uh, he's been incredible this season. Um, again, the only bright spot at this point for Boston College in this ridiculous losing streak and or well, win the streak is him, and he's getting shots on net like <laughs> from everybody. He's got like eight attempts a game at this point. Um, he's getting points now too. Um, a lot of that's you know, the guys are at the Olympics, guys are hurt, uh, but they're completely depleted. And he's been like the one good thing about that team. Uh, you want to talk about transition. He does it at a thousand miles an hour. Uh, just an incredible skater. Um, you know, he's like full speed ahead. He'll go right through you. He'll go around you. Uh, again, defensively, he keeps a really good gap, defends well with the stick, uh, plays hard. Um, I think he's got the attitude to make it too. I just think he's a player. Um, but 17 feels low. Uh, 18 for first off feels very low. Um, I get it because I think sometimes at his worst, he can be very one dimensional and he can be a little bit selfish and he can take himself out of the play. Um, but he's on right now. This this past month has been he's been incredible. Uh, he's got nine points in seven games he's on a four game point streak. He's scoring. He's assisting. He's hitting. Uh, he's working defensively. Um, he's just been really good. I think 18 is too low. He's got Nestorenko at 19. Um, I get it. Mostly because Nesterango's in a rough patch right now. He had a really bad penalty out of the game, the bean pot, uh, just a dumb, selfish one. He's done it a few times this season for BC. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's, I mean, he's a Russian kid. He's not technically Russian, uh, but he's a kid from Brooklyn who's got a chip on his shoulder. He's uh, He doesn't lack confidence, that's for sure. That's what makes him so good, though. Um, 19 feels low, but at the same time, it's a super deep pool, so you have to put some someone somewhere. Uh, they got Bank here at 20. I think Bank here, same thing. I think that's low. Um, and you guys have heard me be a pretty strong critic of Bank here. Um, but, you know, again, I think my comparison to him was like an Alex Kalorn, you know? So I think he just kind of does what you need him to do. Again, every week now for the past like month and a half, two months, I've been saying it's totally making sense that one of the first things they, they said when they drafted him was coaches describe him as, as a low maintenance player. Um, and again, the ability to play with uh, really good players and fit in and do whatever the team needs you to do, uh, that to me translates. So, um, you know, this is a kid, I don't think he has a problem, you know, if he's not going to be in a top six, I don't think he has any problem being in like a middle six um, and being good in that role. Um, ultimately, again, I think he's a role guy. Um, he's never going to be the go-to guy. Um, 
but you need the job done. I think Caden Banky is going to do that, whether it's offensively, defensively. Uh, again, I've said it before, he's really good in tight spaces. He's got a really good shot in tight. He plays that bumper on their power play. Um, not the fastest kid in the world, but he's figuring out that skating. Again, that growth spurt. It's really hard for kids to figure out. Uh, but he's been playing really good hockey, even when the points aren't there. Uh, he works super hard. Uh, he defends well. Um, he's generally effective when he's on the ice, so I like him. Um, but I think 20 is probably low for me. Um, again, I, I mean, like, like I have him above Hentges, who he has at 11. So, um, you know, at this point, I think he makes it before Hovanov does. Just and I, you know me, I love Hovanov, and he's been playing, and he's been okay. Uh, he's, but he's getting that run of games I was hoping for. Um, but yeah, so those are the those are the rankings. Uh, he has Giroux, not even ranked. There's another one he doesn't have ranked. Uh, Pillar, interesting one. He hasn't been playing. He got hurt again, so that sucks. Uh, Pillar not being ranked feels low, but whatever. Don't care. Um, so that's that. And now we're at an hour. That's insane. So I think that's probably where I will um, just go right to the questions. Uh, but before we do that, I should probably pay the bills. So let's talk about DraftKings. Uh, hoops fans. Wow. Uh, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. Yep. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get 150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-79-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope new York 467369 Dudes fucking rock. If you want more, you can find him every Tuesday and sometimes uh, we, we don't really know with him. He's kind of a wild card. Maybe even Thursdays on the soda pod feed. So same podcast feed as before, but if you want to follow him specifically, and for some reason you haven't already, you can check him out on Twitter at spoked Z. The month of February is here. And a lot of you have probably taken those new year's resolutions and thrown them right out the window. But if you are committed to staying in shape and eating better, built bar is here to help. Have you tried the puffs version of built bar? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best built Bars available. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they are also covered in 100% real chocolate. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your favorite candy bar, which usually carries 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of carbs. If you head to Built.com right now, you can get your favorite Built Bar varieties, and using the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Who do we got? MNCAA, hosted by Nick Maxson. You get your weekly dose of Minnesota College Puck. Here's a look at what you can expect for all six Division I programs. And to start things off a little bit differently this week, because we had a really random Tuesday afternoon game between the Huskies and the Bulldogs, two NCHC foes, teams in the top 10 in the country, uh, rescheduled game from January. And for the fun of it, we brought in both Noah Grant, again, from Warming House 10 and Max Featuring from 10,000 Takes to talk about last night's game. We'll eventually get to a, just a very short preview for both teams on their upcoming weekend schedules as well. But Noah, I'm going to start with you. How you doing? How things been? Yeah, well, I, my Tuesday night uh, was great. Um, I don't know about Max, but we had a good time. Um, yeah, kind of weird to just to, <laughs> yeah, right right away, right? Uh, kind of Like you said, kind of weird to have a, a Tuesday hockey game. First time for the Huskies at home since 2003. So, I mean, uh, but can you really complain based on the fact that the Wild, I see Max got, has his Kirill Kaprizov jersey in the background. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov and the rest of the Wild were unfortunately non-existent last night against Winnipeg. So, uh, we'll take what we can get. And for you, Max, uh, not the uh, response you were hoping for. Um, definitely not the uh, the turnout you were hoping for for a Tuesday game, uh, especially being off last weekend, had a, a bye weekend. But uh, how are we feeling? Have we uh, licked the salt, uh, the salt off the wound or uh, how are we feeling this Wednesday? Yeah, cheeks were a little salty from the tears last night for sure. Uh, I was really hoping to have a, a different result and you know, you always kind of have that that lingering fear in the back of your mind as a Bulldogs fan during the regular season. When is the, the shoe going to drop? And it ultimately did last night. You know, you got a 50-50 shot usually going into a one-goal game with the last five minutes in the Bulldogs. And uh, unfortunately, it, it went the way of St. Cloud. So I'm, I'm looking to bounce back in another big series this weekend. Let's, let's take a part, first of all, besides the ref puck. I can't say ref ball because that doesn't make sense, but the ref puck, right? There was a, there's some interesting refereeing going on in this hockey game. Uh, some stuff that wasn't called, some stuff that was called that kind of caught the eyes of, of both fans on both sides, right? Uh, can we just say right off the bat, the officiating this year has been kind of bad? Is, is that okay to say? Yeah, I would say at the best, it's been inconsistent. I don't want to say it's bad across the board, but it certainly hasn't been good or bad for anybody in every game. Yeah, and I think that, you know, to Max's point, I think every team, for better or for worse, has had some share of that at some point. I go back to St. Cloud, uh, go for gate, if you will, and overtime Nick Perbeck's getting tugged into the next postal code. Um, you know, it happens. Uh, I'm talking about he just fell. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. No kidding, right? Just like Judd's Buds, you can find all MNCAA episodes on the Soda Pod feed with episodes dropping every Friday. Go follow the dedicated college hockey feed on Twitter at MN underscore NCAA. MNCAA was taken by some douchebag with zero followers that won't reply to Isha with our very lucrative USD cash offer. Um, now, Isha, who's the last show that we want to promote here this week? Brave the Wild. Joey has been in the Minnesota Wild podcast game since 2008. Here's a clip from the chiseled veteran. But Hunter Jones, again, uh, only gave up one goal most recently to drop his goals against average of 3.83. Wahoo. Uh, Derek Barabow has been uh, got, got crushed in the one game. He was uh, down there, and he's there right now, unfortunately for him. Is that rather have Zayn McIntyre up in the AHL? So Derek Barebo is kind of like sacrificial lamb down there in the ECHL. Hopefully Jones and Barebo can hold things up. And again, yeah, that, that's why I didn't talk about goalies <laughs> the last uh, when uh, Derek 
Felska on the last show when Derek Felska brought up about what position do we really need to focus on in the draft. Yeah, goalies, I think we're full. And that's, again, why what's a, uh, that's why my, my favorite guy, <laughs> Lindbergh, took off last year. He's like, forget it. You, you just took uh, <laughs> Jesper. So, I mean, uh, Jesper Wallstedt. So it kind of is what it is. I, I give up. I'm going to go somewhere else. Let me go as a free agent. Thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's, he's been factoring okay in the Pittsburgh organization thus far. Him being Philip Lindbergh, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, because Hunter Jones was taken relatively high. I mean, we, we want to have, we want to believe there's something there. Kapo Kakinen looks like a starter. Jasper Wallstead has star potential. Those are the two guys I think that'll be a net for Minnesota long-term, unless we trade Kakinen. I'm in no rush to do that. And, of course, Cam Tobot is the here and now. Maybe he'll be the guy holding up the Stanley Cup in June. Uh, Derek says, with the Philadelphia Flyers in tire fire mode again, again, right? Yep. How much longer do you think GM Chuck Fletcher and head coach Mike Yo will still be employed with the club? Probably the way things are heading, <clears throat> months, months. Yeah, not years, months, unfortunately. Probably at the end of the year, I would not be surprised because this is Philadelphia. They made a mistake. They bleeped up by, and I didn't even click like on that. Sorry about that. Uh, they bleeped up. Ron Hextel had things going in the right direction. It just wasn't pretty today. But it was like pretty the next day. And, oh, look at Chuck Fletcher. No, don't look at Chuck Fletcher. It was it was Ron Hextall. <laughs> it was Ron Hextall, believe me. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Yep, and I, yep, I mean, I, yeah, it truly was. Ron Hextall did a good job. And it's just cha- it changed everything when Chuck Fletcher went there. Uh, Chuck Fletcher in Philadelphia just doesn't sound like a match, does it? Kind of like Jim Harbaugh in Minnesota, I guess. Because here we're just like too sensitive about every little thing. And Jim Harbaugh isn't. Let's move on. Hopefully Kevin O'Connell works out nicely. Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast. See what I did there? Huh? Huh? Okay. I'll shut up about that. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Yes. You can just tell I'm smiling, can't you? 1988, baby. (laughs) My favorite year of my whole life. Uh, Hopefully there's better years coming, but I can't imagine. Yeah, 1988 was, it holds a special place in my heart forever. It was just a wonderful year uh, all around. Castlevania II Simon's Quest was an underappreciated NES game in its in its day for its music, yes, and open world concept. Which current or past Minnesota Wild player do you think was also underappreciated and people learn just how special they are? Mm. Well, there are a few I could name, and I'm going way back to the beginning. And yes, Castlevania II, yeah, the music and the graphics were awesome. The gameplay was a little... Uh, the, yeah, like side-scrolling. Uh, obviously, it's pla- there's Castlevania games were all platform. Well, the good Castlevania games, pardon me, were platform. Once it got to 3D, I think they ruined it. But that's just me. And then they got a little weird with the story, too. Just just a little. But uh, when they left things simple and to the point, it was better back in the day. And that's kind of how I feel about almost everything in this world. <laughs> Rather than overcomplicating everything. Um Somebody who I thought was simple and to the point, but just did a damn good job, and is still with the Minnesota Wild organization, as they call it in Canada. Organization, or Canadian people would. Brad Bombardier, I thought, was underappreciated. Um, the only problem with him was he couldn't stay freaking healthy. But when he was healthy, his hockey IQ was so awesome. I absolutely loved Brad Bombardier. I wish I could have the whole uh, roster in front of me over the years. Otherwise, there's draft picks, but um, there have been players that have been signed. I mean, Jim Dowd, Father of Nick Dowd, obviously Jim Dowd, 
was so valuable at times. Wes Walls had his value, but people are probably... So there's a lot of people that are tired of him because they just don't like the whole Minnesota Wild broadcasting crew on TV. Um, trying to think of others that were actually underappreciated. Um, some people might say Koivu. Others would say he's much overappreciated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> me and Derek maybe think he's a tiny bit overappreciated. But yeah, sorry. I don't want to piss any. I mean, I don't want to start any type of argument here with anyone. Um, maybe I did. Certainly not Matt Foy. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i strongly leaning towards Brad Bombardier. I mean, I really loved what he brought. And I wish he got to stay longer. This and that. When he was healthy, the Minnesota Wild played so much better. And hey, it's back in the day, just like Castlevania too. Brad Bombardier was in the first three years. Um, and when he was healthy during that great season of 2003, 2002, 2003, that is, when he was healthy, the Wild looked like they could win a Stanley Cup. And that might sound like, really, Joey, Brad Bombardier helping the Wild win a cup. Well, every piece counts. And Brad Bombardier was a piece to that team. And he brought a lot of value to the Minnesota Wild when he was healthy. So that, that's the name I have always come up with of, of people that may have been a bit underappreciated. <clears throat> it's not just because I was this, this fanboy, like, Minnesota Wild, oh, you know, they can do no wrong. And, oh, I just love this guy and I love that guy. And, no, I mean Brad Bombardier. I, I thought he was a, I thought he was a very valuable piece. And again, in that '03 season, hey, he had a career high in points that year. He had a career high in <laughs> in the first season for Minnesota as well. Missed a ton of time in 0102. I believe it was a significant knee injury that year. And then, gosh, dang it, the guy was hurt going into the playoffs in 03, which was just depressing because he he was playing so well. And it's not just the points, obviously. It was a lot of the little things he would do. That would that would really change things. Like he'd, he'd you know he'd he'd win battles, and you know po the poke checks and such and the back checks. He was so good at all of that. Um, no, but yep, he's still working with the wild player development at age forty nine years of age. Get your questions in every week by following at Brave the Wild, and listen by searching Brave the Wild. Minnesota Wild podcast. Football might be over for this season. But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where to find the next fired coach and where they will land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks to everybody tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, wherever you get your podcasts from, the best thing you can do for us or any of the content that you heard in this podcast episode, uh, you can go on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, give us and give them five stars and a kind review. It goes such a long way. You're already supporting us by listening to this episode, so you might as well go and review us as well. If you're jonesing for more hockey content, go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen, as it just helps all of our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. And of course, you can find the Soda Pod on all platforms at the Soda Pod. 
Signing off, I'm Isha Drill, me alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, buddy? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Make sure to support the shows that you heard today as part of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. And uh, make sure to follow Locked on Wild as well wherever you listen to podcasts and on social media as well. Locked on Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.